This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out again on old Dan this time. Come on, Dan. This is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, bringing you these studies on the home who have been for the last four or five weeks. And I've made mention that we'll be glad to offer you these CDs for $1 per CD, plus post. There's five mes- messages on one CD, and there about be about 15 or 20 CDs. So you can see what the whole set would cost. I've had people getting them now, send them to their children, wherever their children live. And uh, I would I would like to say how much I appreciate every one of you writing. I've had phone calls from all over America, just one here and one there, telling me how much they appreciate. You know, we don't hear much today, do we? We don't hear much of practical living, do we? We're going to think about that in the study for long. Just practical Christianity, my friend. Salvation, salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual. But along with that, the Lord teaches us how to live, how to live. That's right. We used to have the old pastor that was here many years ago. He used to tell us if folks would get their want to fixed, they'd be a lot better off. Well, that's what we do. Get our want to's fixed. We don't have to have everything in the world. And that's what we were talking about in our study yesterday about our children, bringing up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that means, that word nurture, let, let's look at that. It means training, rearing, or educating. And uh, But here it means, in this particular verse, it means educating in the word of the Lord. Now, I know that, I know that a child, much of his habits will be set there in his early days. And I know from my own experience that children love to read. They love, to, love for you to read to them. And we have all sorts of children's books here in the bookstore that I wish you could get your hands on and, and make it a practice to sit down and read, read little stories to them. They, they have books like that here. It's all on a spiritual plane. And then as they grow a little older, they like to read. They get to read by themselves. And you furnish them stuff to read. Get rid of all those games on TV. Oh, my friend, I see those things. We're not going to get into that today. But I see where those things cost 75 80 $90. And, uh, and, then, and and people can't afford those things. But get, get rid of those, those games. Don't let your kids sit up and play on them games all day and half the night. My friend, teach them. Teach, read to them the, the Bible, Bible stories. We have books on the Bible stories here. It's uh, great for small children. But let's, let's go back to our study. We're looking at nurturing. A child means training and rearing. rearing I call it raising. Educating. But here in this scripture, it means educating them in the word of the Lord. How many of you fathers take time out now to sit down and talk with that boy or that girl of yours? How many of you draw aside at night, turn the television off and, and get quiet and say, come on, children, we're going to read, read God's word tonight. Come on, children, we're gonna, we got a gracious little Bible story here. And uh, uh, we, we, have those, we have many of those in print that we could send you. And we have a, on our date, on our Sunday broadcast, we have a child's a story hour after our Bible class on Sunday morning. But listen, let's go back. Nurture means to train them, bring them up, educate them. How many of you fathers, I asked you that, how many of you fathers? Mothers, how many have you done that? Does that child have a Bible? Does your child have a Bible? You know, children, when they're little, coming up, the impressions are very easily made. And you take up a small child and get him a Bible and put his name on it. We do that here and, and, and teach them to take care of them, 
sorest thing I see on the highway, I see somebody's Bible up in the, on the back glass of the car, the pages turned all wrong side out. My friend, don't do that. That's God's word. It's holy. Oh, but listen, listen. And uh, I asked you, Father, have you set the example of reading and studying the Bible in the presence of your children, whether it be one or a dozen? Have you set the example uh, in front of them, bowing your knee to the Lord? Have they ever heard you pray? Have your children ever heard you pray, my friend? Oh, do you think that's childish and foolish? No, no, my friend. No, let them hear you pray. Let them see you reading God's Word. Let them see you taking them to service on Sunday morning, carrying them into the Bible class where some faithful teacher gives, gives her time and her effort to teach those children the Word of God. Don't go there to some place where they have a clown. I went to a wedding in a big church not long ago in the reception hall over there in the corner. They had, the, had some white uh, sheets covering up some material there in the corner, and I asked one of the members there, I said, what y'all got covered up over there? Oh, that's our clown ministry. We have clowns here for our Sunday school class. Oh, my friend, the biggest clown there is the preacher that'll allow some of that to happen. He's just a clown. And then I had another man I heard on the radio. He was telling jokes. He's a joke teller. And he said he told over 2,000 jokes in his, from his pulpit. And he wrote a book, I Tell a Joke. My friend, is, is that what you're sitting under, a joke teller? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't let no preacher get behind my pulpit and start telling jokes. No, he's a clown himself. And one day, one day, if the Lord doesn't have mercy on him, he'll wake up in hell. There won't be no jokes in hell. No, sir. Won't be no clowns in hell. No, sir. But listen, have you ever let your child see you bow your knee to the voice of God's authority? Or, listen to this, are you in a home where there's a divided voice? Man, have you, have you shirked your duty in exercising the voice of authority? And maybe, maybe your wife or your spouse uh, is not uh, concerned about those things. Don't let that happen, mother. If your husband don't allow it, don't want it, the Lord will give you time and space and place to do that. But listen, listen, listen. If that's the case in your life, then God help you. Man, it would be better for you if you'd have never been born. Let me ask you this. Do your children obey when you speak? Or have you just thrown up your hands and say, what's the use? There's no hope. Oh, no, my friend, don't do that. I, I, I ask you to do this. You just, you just watch the paper. If you have a local newspaper, if you have never been there to do this before, you begin to go there and read of the juvenile crime and the juvenile punishment in our neighborhood, in our families. Look, look to see where the children have been killed by the shaken death by some boyfriend of some woman that left a child with her boyfriend and all of those things. This is, it's, my friend is growing like leaps and bounds, but that don't mean you have to do it. But I'd just like for you to see something to call your attention to what's happening to our families. And I have families. I have families, people, members of my ministry, radio people who tell me of their problems. The daughter's gone off and stayed gone three or four years. They haven't heard from her and comes crawling back home with a couple of illegitimate babies. My friend, why? That's because, because you were not true and faithful unto those children. The Bible says you bring them up in the way they should go, and they won't depart from it. I know that, my friend. I know that to be true because I've seen it in my days. But let me ask you, do your children obey you? 
Or have you just thrown up your hands? I can't make them mine. Listen, I just have to let them go. Don't do that, my friend. God pity you. God pity you if you take that attitude that you just have to let them go. May the Lord have mercy upon you. Let me plead with you. Let me just plead with you. Let me just slow down and take a little time and plead with you, Mom and Dad. Yeah, I, I know. I know what we're facing today. I know Satan's on a ra- in a rage. Satan's rampant in every area that we know of. They see the nudity on the television. They see the nudity in the magazines. They see it everywhere. And they hear those four-letter words now that just banded about like there wasn't nothing. They hear them. They hear them. And they tell me now that you can rent movies to bring into your home. There's nothing but vulgarity and prom- promiscuity and those things. Don't let our children see that. Don't don't do that to our children, my friend. Now listen, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to go on. I don't know how to. I don't know how to stress. I don't know how to. I'm just pleading with you, pleading with you out of a heart of love, to bow your knee to the lordship of Christ, and ask the Lord, ask the Lord to give you the voice of authority in your home, my friend, my man. I'm not talking about being a tyrant. We went over that several times. You're not to be mean and cruel to your family, your wife, your children, but have the voice of authority. When you say no, it means no. When you say yes, it means yes. And my friend, oh, but listen, let me ask you something. Do you know what God's word says? Do you read God's word? One, one, one place in God's word says, you have not because you ask not. I ask folks here all the time, have, have you prayed today? Have you sought the Lord's face today? Have you asked the Lord to make you what he wants you to be today? Have you done that, Father? Mother, have you done that? Have you heard, Have your children coming up three, four, five years old, have they ever heard you pray? Do you even ask the blessing at the table? I go in a restaurant and I look around. I don't see anybody bowing their head. Once in a great while you will, but not very often. But my friend, that's the lowest, smallest thing you could do is when you come to supper or come to dinner at the table, got three or four children, have them to get quiet and say, Dad's going to ask the blessing on the food. Mother, Dad not there. Mother, you do that. Don't 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 blame the dad. If, you, if he's out there working somewhere and not home or if he's running around somewhere, don't don't neglect the children, Mother. You tell them, say, you know, the Lord is the Lord is good to us. He's provided this food for us, provided clothes and a warm home to sleep in at night and a cool house in the summertime and and clothes to fill on our back the lord has given us all those things and the bible tells us children to give thanks in all things the bible commands us to give thanks in all things mother mother have, are you doing that dad are you doing that god's word is is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway and my friend i know what we're facing today i know that I know what we're facing. I know that the world is on a toboggan slide to hell. I know that. But what about just you, your home, your family? Do you sit, do you take time, set aside time to, to, to read and study and, and have your children sitting in your lap in your big chair, one on each knee, and say, come on, babies, we're going to read God's Word. And you can read, read the story over there that they can understand. You could read about Ruth and Esther and all of those in, in those Bible stories about Samson and and uh, David and Goliath, and you can read those stories uh, to them and let them let them know. Begin early on to let them know that that's God's word. It's not just a fantasy. It's God's word, and it's true. And it's the only way of ever becoming a child of God is to read and study God's word, praying that the Holy Spirit will take hold of your heart. And my friend, don't 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 let them go. 
Don't throw your children away. Oh, my friend, don't throw your children away. I've seen so many abandoned children. I've seen them. I've seen them. I know of homes where they've broken up, man and wife separated and maybe divorced, and both of them living like hell, and the children are just thrown on the community, on society. Oh, my friend, my friend, think of, the, think of them if you would. And then let me ask you this. Would you sit down and write the old trivializer and tell me uh, that you appreciate these messages, or maybe you don't? But if you would, I'd be glad to hear from you. And call me. My phone number here at the office is area code 225-664-8658. And my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. May the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Let, let you pray for me. Will you do that? I appreciate it if you just pray for me. Lord, give me grace and strength, courage to go on in this day of trouble. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. Yeah.